Hey. Hi everyone. Hi guys. Hello. Hi Jay. <laughs> Hi Jay. Hi Jay, how are you? I'm Hi, good, I'm thanks. So, we have news for this week's episode. This is episode 6. Oh my gosh. Yes, we made it to episode 6. And we have we are celebrating with a very... Esteemed a guest. Yes, a lovely friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy! Hi, guys. Hi, it's great to be here. Oh, great. So, welcome. Mumi's from Mendoza, from where I am, and I've known her for a very long time. I'll say like 14, 15 years, like the same time I know my husband, basically, because yeah. the husbands are friends, and that's how we met. That's how it so, works. Okay. Yeah, lovely to have you. Do you want to say anything? Do you want to talk briefly about you and introduce yourself so people know who you are? Yep. Um, well, my name is Mumi. I'm working from home. That's my headline right now. Uh, I have two kids. I'm married and I am lucky to have moved to a big house during this pandemic and quarantine. And well, you know, just uh, eager to talk about stuff with you guys because I know we feel the same about many, many issues that yeah, are current nowadays. So I have been. Yeah, or a friend of the podcast. Of course. <laughs> so you're welcome, like welcome all here because you're, yes. you're one of us. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Thanks, guys. And you're located where? I'm located in Mendoza, Argentina. It's Jorgelina's and my hometown. Nice. Um, not too happy about it right now because, well, you know, Argentina is going through some very, very hard times. But Mendoza, it's quite an exception here in the country. Uh, we even have a. Uh, kind of movement that it's uh, it's hoping that Mendoza could um, segregate from Argentina. Let's it's see. called the Me- oh, Mendo Exit. Mendo Exit. <laughs> it's like Brexit. Oh God! I Canada, yeah, Canada has one too called Wexit because one area wants to leave. It just, it's so stupid. It's Alberta. They're just white trash. So, But I know Mendoza is a different way. They want to leave because they don't want to be a part of the rest of Argentina because they're more progressive, right. aren't they? And it's wine. Wine everywhere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, the best, right? yeah. So, yeah, it's not, it's not possible, actually, right now with our legislation no. and constitution. It's more like a philosophical movement or like a protest, a pacific protest movement. Uh, in which we have to demonstrate or prove that, you know, things can be done better and uh, we can be, we can have better politicians and be more transparent and all those kind of things that our national government is proven not to be. Yeah. Well, look how well we did in the UK, sister. (laughs) Uh, We're going to do a Mexit from Manchester, I think, as well. But no, people here... No, I, I don't even know what area I could go to where people aren't Brexit supporters. Scotland, I have no idea. Scotland. Well, of course. Our favorite, Nicola Sturgeon. But we're not there right now. We we yeah, might be there one day. They want a referendum, too. They want out of the UK. They had one recently, and it was like 49 to 51% to stay, which is so unfortunate. But, you know, maybe they could try again. I'm all for exiting. Scotland is its own country. It does not need to be part of the UK. And the only reason it's part of the UK, I mean, we've all seen, what was the Mel Gibson movie? Uh, my freedom, whatever. Braveheart. We've all seen Braveheart. I only saw it like two years ago for the first time. But anyway, 
They you know, I just saw the one about Robert the Bruce. It was like yesterday or on Sunday. I saw it. it. It's also about the Scottish independence. There you go. Have you seen Outlander, the show Outlander, about a girl no. who goes back in time? So that's about Scottish independence as well and the Battle of Culloden or Culloden, whatever they call it. So they don't want to be a part of the UK, Scotland, so let them go. Yeah. Ireland as well, just let them be their own countries. Because <laughs> then suddenly the UK is going to be this size. And Brexited. And Brexit, yes, It's not going to be the UK, it's going to be England and Wales. It's going to be yeah. EW. Yes. <laughs> so anyhow we all want out <laughs> we can just we can't go to Canada it's the best place at the moment it's the I only place at the moment <laughs> I already asked you to marry me and you said no so. I can't I can't do polygamy I'm sorry That's okay. but anyway uh, we are thinking about moving abroad of course and Canada is one of our top spots yeah it's beautiful it's expensive but it's beautiful yeah, yeah, I know. And the UK too, because Jorgelina is seducing us to move to the UK. <laughs> that is mean, Jay, because you know what's going on here, okay? Within like six months, we're going to be it's, on our own. It's way better than Mendoza, let me tell you. Yeah, They'll okay. Be happy. They'll be happier here. Just drink and some I'll be wine happier to have relatives closer to me, so. Okay, Mumi, I have a question. Um, I see you drinking out of a funny cup. What is that? Oh, like, let me explain it. It's like, let me explain. It's like a wooden cup that like goes it's in. Not and it wooden. Goes out. Oh, it's not. What is it? Let Metal. Me, let me tell you. This is um like a butternut squash that oh. is dried out. The pit. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Not, not the pit. The, like the, the outside of oh, it. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if it's that the variety or, or something else, but it's it's made of the the vegetable. So uh, you put inside what I have here that's called derva. It's like a, like a powder, you know, like a like tea. Like a herb, yeah. Like a tea. And then you have a metal uh, straw with small holes in the bottom. I cannot take it off because then it gets clogged. So yeah. I have, you just have to imagine it. <laughs> and then you have to pour. <laughs> you have to have your thermos on hand and you have to pour inside Boiling water. Not to burn. And then yeah. you have to oh. enjoy your mate. So you don't let it steep or anything. You just pour it in right away and take it's a sip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, so what's the consistency? Like green tea or like thick oatmeal? Because I've seen it, but I've never really known. Green tea. No, it's just tea. Yeah, it, it, you just suck on the water. You know, nothing comes out but water. It's like a tea. Caffeinated? Yeah, it's a little bit more bitter. Uh-huh. It's more bitter, and um, yeah, let's say the the gauchos, like the originals in Argentina, have to drink it without any sugar or sweeteners. You have to okay. drink it bitter, how it is. I, on the other hand, I'm I'm doing this heretic thing of putting on sweetener because I am adding some other herbs, so it has a like a more minty flavor. You can add whatever you want. You are you adding? Are you adding legal herbs? Yeah, or, of course. Herb. Yeah, I don't okay. do the other okay. one. Okay, okay, oh. just a second. If you did, that would be fine. We are very open. <laughs> I know. We're very open. We I've done judge. my life. <laughs> not anymore, obviously. It's not legal. 
Uh, but you know what's you know what's the worst? You know what I've realized a lot is a lot of people that like when we were kids we smoked marijuana all the time. You know, you could walk by a police officer with a joint hanging out of your mouth and he'd be like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, don't, girl, like yeah, you know, right. have a good day. Um, and now that it's become legal, all my friends that I know that smoked it their whole lives, they're they're not into it anymore. They're over um, it, not it anymore, and it's just like they've grown out of it when it became you know, legal, which is the worst. When whenever I go, I've gone abroad and brought derba, that's called uh, the mate, brought the mate with me, every officer would suspect it was something else, you know? Yeah. And I had to explain and I had to make them smell it because it has a very characteristic smell and it's not like marijuana or anything like that. So, but it would generate doubts all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. Even also, if you're drinking in the beach, like it happened to ourselves the other time we went to West Wittering Beach. Gosh, we were drinking mate and a pair in the of heat? No, 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 Wittering. West in the wittering. heat, like you're in the heat and you're still drinking a hot drink? Of course. Yeah, it's the best. Mate That's on the so- beach is the best. Okay, okay, I'll try it next time. Like the beach is not a beach without the mate. Okay, okay. You need the mate. If you're walking on down the beach in like I don't know, uh, I'm not gonna say Florida because it's quite close. But say you were walking on the beaches of Greece and you saw someone drinking mate out of a what's the cup called? Mate. Mate. Out of a mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could be like, hey, just like go over there. That's your yeah. new best friend. Yeah, bro. That's great. I love it. <laughs> That's how popular it is. We identify ourselves, Argentinian and Uruguayans, and maybe Peru, Paraguayan, 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 yes, Uh, because we drink mate, you know. Uh, You must be South American. Cool. That's awesome. And so you, um, I was, I totally forgot what I was going to ask. We were on the beach, and then uh, a couple of um, policemen were walking down the beach. (laughs) And they oh. approached us, and they were like, sorry, can I know what you're drinking? Like, they say, sorry, did you just land here on a boat? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny for the sorry. poor people, but I get it. You know what I mean? That was my joke. It's not funny. I'm sorry. That's how you get yourself into jail, my friend. That's oh, how. God. Oh, God. Anyway, go ahead. And they ask, oh, can we know, just by curiosity, oh. of course, you know, like they need to. Oh, yeah, of course. Seem like they are curious. And I was like, this is like a green tea. It has nothing illegal inside. You want to oh. try? Oh, and they're the- like, oh, can we smell it? And I was like, yeah, go ahead, smell it. Nothing. Okay, the police here in the UK are so scared of like being rude so when i moved here i moved here on a canadian passport but i had a certificate of uk citizenship so and they said to me at the airport why didn't you get a uk passport and i said you know why because the uk consulate in vancouver closed down and i would have had to go to washington to go get my uk passport absolutely not you know i'm not going to the u.s to get a uk you know we're a commonwealth country where is the goddamn uh benefit yeah, well, exactly. I should be able to get my passport there. So anyway, so the lady was like, okay, fine. I'm going to stamp your Canadian passport with a three-month visa. If you don't get your UK passport by then, you have to leave. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, lady. So I had to give them the address of where I was staying. Fine. The next day, I was standing outside my rental home. I had rented a place for a week, and the police walked up into the back garden, and I said, oh, hi. And they're like, hi, we just saw a man running in the back garden, and we thought we'd come check. And I'm like, no, you didn't. They're like, yeah, we did. I said, you're checking on me, aren't you, from from immigration? And they were like, no, 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 no. 
And they were like, no, no, we don't do that. And I said, the lady said to me that if I, you know, she didn't believe anything I was saying anyway. I know you came here because I got here yesterday. And they were like, no, no. Anyway, have a great day. If you see anything, let us know. Like, no man. We were staying in a really nice area. I'm like, no man has run through a back garden. The police came to check. Nadina, you are Canadian. Like, what do they do with people coming from Iran? They would kick me out. No, they'd kick me. If I was illegal here and I stayed over that three-month visa, they'd have every right to deport me to Canada. You know what I mean? I didn't make an asylum claim like people are doing. And if you make an asylum claim, you stay, you know, fine. But I said, yeah, 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 I'll go get my passport. And I could have stayed here forever on a Canadian passport. No one would have noticed. Right. Um, But, yeah, they sent the police to check on me. And they could tell me a million times that some man was running in the back garden. But you know how back gardens are here. They're all connected. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That that doesn't like get a better life. But anyway, yeah. but they were, they couldn't come up and say hi. We're just checking to make sure you didn't like run away. But instead, they oh, they made a lie. But they were so like, we we promise we're not here because of immigration. I was like, but that's what the uh, the UK police are like. They're so scared of offending you, and you're like, dude. How is the police in Mendoza, Mumi? Oh God. Oh my God. I mean, um, there's no like big cases of police brutality or anything. Okay, good. But we call them because, in general. So, people don't report them or does it not happen no it doesn't happen much here in mendoza in other parts of the of the country yes it does happen uh, in fact there have been a lot of murders lately that haven't been uh resolved yet so it's kind of dangerous but here in mendoza what we're seeing now especially during the pandemic it's a lot of police control on the streets while you're driving your car um on the sidewalks you know uh, on on shops on restaurants and they're all over the place, but they do nothing. I mean, they're just standing there with their mask and their plastic thing on their face. And they just watch you go by, make you slow down the car, get all freaked out, think that you're uh, breaking like a thousand laws. And then they don't stop you. They let you go by, you know, because they cannot stop you because it, it's illegal to stop you for, for, you know, some kind of controls. So, well, that's the police here, you know. Well, at least they're wearing masks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if anything, everyone. if anything, at least they're wearing masks. Yeah. Tell us how it's going there. Tell us how it's going with the lockdown. How long have you been on lockdown? What what you can and can't do? Longest lockdown ever. <laughs> so since have you been locked down Long since March? March or April? Yes, we have been we have been locked down since uh, mid March, and I have the date quite present because my birthday is on March the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. So the lockdown, I think, started on the 20th or something oh. like that. <laughs> like here. And I had, uh, yeah, around that time, uh, school had just begun. My kids had gone to school like three weeks or something. Okay, so you three, guys four weeks. are the opposite of us, aren't you? So it's winter right now. That's why. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the, the school days are different. Like they're, they're yeah. not on summer yes. holiday right now. No. No. Okay. No. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. In the middle of the school year. Okay. Yeah. So, well, the class, the school started and then uh, we had like big, big time lockdown. There were no cases in Mendoza for like another month after wow. that lockdown. So we were like a month locked up without, you know, a real cause. And all the borders of the provinces were closed. So no one could get in or get out. Mm-hmm. And we were in, um, heavily encouraged to stay at home. And we were scared to even go to the supermarket or to, I don't know, um, to do an errand or yeah, to pay yeah. a tax or whatever. You have you had to stay home. 
And now, in hindsight, I see it was totally pointless and it was so damaging for a lot of people. Um, so taking into account, it, we're like around six, uh, heading to our six months of uh, lockdown. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's long. How's the economy? How are people doing? Uh, yeah, did the government help them with anything? Did the government give them any payments if they couldn't work? Yeah, they have like uh, an emergency line of aid uh, for people who didn't have an income or who didn't have a job. But it was, in the beginning, it was like an emergency income, but it was 10,000 pesos. I don't know the equivalent, but it's very, very little. Um, And it was like a one-time thing. Uh, One time. Yeah, it was a (sighs) one-time thing. And then they, they extended it and it was like a three times thing that you can only apply for it three times. Uh, still, it, it's not sustainable. And yep. the biggest part, yeah, the, the, the biggest damage that was done was to the informal economy, which is very, very large here. And the informal workers could not go out of their houses to work, so they didn't have any yep. source of income, legitimate income. So that's what the big troubles arose. Have they put anything in place about rental? Like the uh, landlords can't kick kick people out or... Does the, are there any? Yeah, they had some regulations about that, that you couldn't get fired if you had a job, like a formal job. You mm-hmm. couldn't get fired. Uh, you have like to um, sustain like the rental contracts or if you have some workers working for you, you have to sustain their contracts. Um, so that's what went on. But the thing is, for example, like in restaurants or independent professionals, I'm not an independent professional, so that didn't apply to me. But my husband is, for example, and he couldn't work, you know, he, yeah. he takes photos. So he yeah. had like a lot of bookings and he had to, to to cancel them all. He has another project, which we will talk about later, uh, if, if you if you want. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he had rented out his new studio oh, and the God. owner of the studio, the landlord, said, you know, guys, you cannot move in because there were no movers allowed to work. You guys cannot move in, so um, let's hold. Let's let's put a hold on your rental fee, okay. and whenever you can move in, I will start uh, charging you for the oh, for the rental. Great. You know, that's great. But yeah, that's lucky. That was because, great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, not everyone can can you no. know uh, take that advantage. Mm-hmm. So well, that 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 was the worst part of the economy. And I repeat, in Mendoza we have a, a totally different situation, and our government is a little bit more organized in the provision of services and of aid, you know. But the national government and the Buenos Aires province is going through some terrible, terrible things. Um, they have a lot of uh, illegal settlements where people are really in under the line of poverty, are living in really precarious situations. So there, the, the virus has been like really, really dangerous and it has spread widely and savagely and no one can do anything because that people have to go out because if not yeah. their children do not eat for the yeah. day they work day by day how's the healthcare system in argentina or is it province by province or is it federal it's province by province okay. uh it's like like the, the the main lines are are set by the national government yeah. and especially in situation like guidelines are given by the national ministry but it's a it's a decentralized service. Uh, how is it right now locally? I mean, it's pretty decent. It hasn't been uh, like overwhelmed. 
come with with the service for COVID. Uh, all of the you know the private and the public hospitals are working nonstop on COVID patients, and we have like isolation hotels and some other clinic with low complexity. But in the national government, on the federal hospitals, we don't have any here. They are like in the capital. Uh, yeah, I think they are kind of saturated. Are is healthcare free? Is healthcare paid, tax paid, taxpayer paid? Yeah, you have like the public system. Yeah, that it's widespread. You can go there uh, even if you have coverage or if you don't have. And there's like the private or social, yeah. socially paid, like I have for my job, uh, that you pay a fee every month mm-hmm. with your salary. You get like an and you can access different types of clinics. Yeah. So if someone, if I lived in Mendoza and I was having a baby, I could deliver my baby for free. Yeah, exactly that. And a good maternity service. Good, good. Good luck with that. But, yeah, I'm glad I didn't know that. But you could do it. You could do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can compare with the service here. Well, Canada, I had had two of my kids in Canada. Like, it was world-class, first-class, free service so i can't you know what i mean i'm not ever going to complain about anywhere other than the u.s um so (laughs) what we used to do when we were like there was always like a funny joke like if you're pregnant and you go to the u.s and if you god forbid you don't go into labor because we live like two a one hour (laughs) drive from the border in vancouver we're so close we can go into washington state in an hour um like if you know, we'd always joke, oh, I better not get, you know, go into labor in the U.S. or I'll be driving back to Canada because it cost you like $700,000 or something stupid if you had to have a cesarean there. Yeah, and people, So it was like a running joke. Oh, if I break my leg in the U.S., I'm driving home. Drive <laughs> <laughs> to the border honking like, let me through. I broke my leg. Uh, because there's no way in hell I would ever get sick in the U.S. And if I did, I would. In, just... in Argentina, what happens is the other way around. What before the pandemic, the borders are open with our neighbors, with our neighboring countries. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people would come and, you know, to have their yeah. kids, to have uh, high complexity surgeries here on our free, yeah, free yeah, yeah, public yeah. attention service. So, so that where? was uh, one of the debates. From where? Brazil, like, do you mean countries? Bolivia. Just okay. Bolivia, uh, from Paraguay. How is is their service? I mean, you never really hear about rubbish. Them. If they're coming to Argentina, it's, it's <laughs> even worse than ours. So but it's okay. The only central, the only you know, America's countries I've been to are Mexico and Honduras. So I don't know Argentina. I've been to the worst, and I've been to the best. I've been to Canada, and I've been to Honduras. Okay, let's not go there, right? So. um <laughs> I'm assuming but in, there's a huge disparity in Honduras between there's really, really rich people and then there's really, really poor people and there is nobody in between. And I'm assuming at this moment, that's what it's like in Buenos Aires. You have um, the yeah. really rich and especially, and I'm sure there are middle class. I know there are. I know for a fact there are. But I'm assuming right now that it's, it's the disparity is so easier to see because people aren't getting any money and nobody's helping them. The government's not giving them any money. I know I keep saying it, but the UK and Canada, I don't know what other countries have done, have done well. They've been giving the money. Yeah. Canada, everyone gets $2,000 a month every month and they're extending it. So since wow. the pandemic started, you get $2,000 a month. Uh, it's taxable though, but whatever. So on your next yeah. year's taxes, you have to pay the tax on it. But hey, 
at this point in time, who cares? You know, people aren't yeah. losing their houses. And the UK, they've uh, like I didn't go on a furlough scheme. I've been extremely lucky to keep my job. Um, Jay's husband did, and they help us. I well, mean, they paid. They like, paid enough. We got universal but, trade on top of that. Yeah, but you got like a survival rate wage. You didn't yeah, get anything I mean, above or below. We couldn't save. Um, we weren't thinking of saving either, but we couldn't yeah. save. A, not even a penny. We had exactly the amount of money we needed to cover the rent, the bills, and the food, and that was it. Because basically, we couldn't leave the house either. So no. for us, it was okay. So I w- we were very thankful that we didn't go into any deeper debt yeah. uh, due to the situation. But we got help from the government. So yeah. thank yeah. you. Thank you. But I'm assuming Argentina doesn't have a wealth of... 10,000 pesos is no, 100 pounds. But the, the money, the economy in Argentina right now. No, I'm not, I'm gonna that is as expensive as here in London. Last time I went to Argentina, I went out, I eat, I bought stuff, and I was feeling like I was spending in London. You know what I mean? Like, money was... Oh, that's crazy. No, no, flying out of your hands. Like, what the hell? Yeah. This is more expensive so you than make, in London. So you make half the amount or whatever you make less and but the price is the yeah. same that's ridiculous inflation yeah it's it's crazy yeah. it's crazy there's there's a lot of factors in our economy it's yeah, like inflation but very low uh, economic activity so we have we are heading to a stagflation um please stop me if i get too technical it's my professional Hi, no <laughs> oh, um, teach us please no, no, uh, I'm not going to teach you guys anything. But you know, that's that's the thing. You know, the, the salaries ha- sometimes have to climb or have to go up, joining inflation. So salaries go up, inflations go up, yeah. prices go up, and it never you know, even, no, it never you never catch up. You yeah, will yeah. never catch up. It's a vicious cycle, and on top of that, you don't foster the activities that really generate employment, like. The tourism, internal tourism, gastronomy, uh, social services, creativity, you know, all those services that are very intensive in labor. You don't foster them as a government. You, all you do is give aid and put bandages. Yeah, so you yeah. should be doing something structural. Is there also a um, wisp of corruption in is it? It's a known thing, isn't it? That there's corruption More in the government. Than right? than I, so, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't, didn't want to say a whisper, let's say, of corruption. So I'm sure that doesn't help. And I'm sure that like, no, no, no. The morale of the people who live there, and I'm sure there are people who think who support the government because they don't know any better. Um, and then there are people who don't. But what do you do? How can you? You can't overthrow a government. And we've learned in the past that anyone south south of the U.S. who overthrows their government, whether it be correct or incorrect, the U.S. will never support or aid them. They will take all the aid away. So that's another way that the U.S. likes to keep those countries down. But let's not go into that. Anyway, um, believe me, I flew into Honduras two days after uh, a military coup. So the military, (laughs) I paid for the ticket. I paid for the ticket. With water that you had to walk for how long to get it? No, no, you got water in the pila every two days so every two days you got to fill up this huge thing and you use that water for the next two days you used it for the shower for what cooking the hell you there? for toilet like because you don't flush the toilet you get a bucket and you throw it in the toilet <laughs> it was like i'm not laughing at them obviously it was very 
it was a culture shock and I'm happy that I went and learned that stuff. I'm happy. I would have never known that people live like that otherwise. I would have watched a film about, you know, whatever, Slumdog Millionaire and I would have been like, oh, that can't be real. Or I would have, you know, watched some movie about Mexico. I was fine. You put I was fine. I'm very healthy. I mean, I'm lucky. I was healthy. I also brought a kid there on a feeding tube and he was fine. That probably wasn't my best idea, but he was fine. So whatever. You have to leave it to experience it and then be able to decide what you want to do. Well, yeah. And also to experience that. It, and it's so cliche, but it made me value what I have, obviously. Oh, yeah, Even if yeah, I, yeah. I had, you know, I had to move back to my mom's house because, you know, I didn't have any money or whatever. At least I had a house to go to. At least I had running water and paved roads. You know what I mean? Yeah, and medicine. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the military coup, that was, that was really fun. I landed at the airport and it was like guns everywhere, machine guns everywhere. And I was like, uh, hi. <laughs> oh, thank you for the welcome. <laughs> and then, um, so I went to a small, Pueblo, like far away from the capital, but the capital was on fire. They were burning like uh, KFC, like the the American companies. They were like burning because the Americans weren't helping them. They had overthrown like a dictator, and the Americans were like, put him back in power. Oh. Whatever, Hillary Clinton. I will never forgive you for that, but otherwise, you're great. I love you. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I, I just feel it's disheartening for people when they want change and there's nothing I can do. But I, but when you were talking earlier about Mendoza, I'm thinking like. If you guys are so focused on progressive, like, and change, and I know it's a huge city. It's not like there's, like, ten of you. I'm just thinking maybe there could you could put more, not you personally, but put more things in place where more uh, government officials come out of Mendoza. You know what I mean? So that way you get more liberal, progressive people coming out. But how do you, how do you move? How do you make a movement like that? Who they starts did it? that. They got a few um, seats in the Congress, but then yeah. they they are backing up the government now. So it's just <gasps> two faces, you know what I mean? What's the, name? Got... Ramon, what's the name of this guy, Ramon whatever? So he was like, Ramon, I'm, Ramon, I'm Ramon whatever. change for like Mendoza, blah, 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 blah. Jesus, and now the fucker, the fucker voted for the... Um, for the judicial uh, reform. The what? Judicial, judicial reform. Judicial reform. Worse reform? Like the to worse laws? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they want to change you know. the justice system. Can I just ask, abortion is still illegal in Argentina, isn't it? Yes. Oh, what year is it? Good God. Anyway. 1800. If, 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 if I ever see a country, if someone's like, oh, my country sucks, I'll be like, is, bor- is abortion legal? If they're like, yeah, I'm like, your country's not that bad then, okay? There are some countries, okay? Yeah. Yeah. That are still yeah. this way. So anyway, whatever. However people feel about abortion, I don't really care how they feel about it. It needs to be legal. So I know. Whatever. I agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. Try. But the, the thing is, with, with the government in Mendoza, our we have like a, like a federal government and yeah. local government in the provinces. And the provinces are autonomous. Yeah. So our government is opposition from the national government, from the federal okay. government. So our governor, bless his heart. It's always been like cut down and cut off many, many things that would be uh, rightfully ours from Mendoza. And now it's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's always like pulling and taking and, you know, it's a hard negotiation where we always uh, keep losing and losing and losing. Yeah. And how long Uh, has he been? Sorry, go on. Yeah. the, The previous president. Uh, and the previous governor were of the same political alliance. Oh, okay. So that then we had, you know, some things going for us. 
But now, uh, last year in December, I think the government changed or around there. It's been like this pandemic has thrown off every know. You know, know. reference yeah. I had. But I think it was December <laughs> or October. I don't know. Uh, let's say uh, December when was the, the inauguration. Mm-hmm. So we changed governors uh, the, of the same political alliance. And in the federal government, they changed who was running the country. You know, it was Cambiemos. And now there's... Uh, the, the Kirchner store. Yeah. I don't Christina. know how it's called. Frente de Todos. Is that Christina? Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Christina is the vice oh, president. So did you say Cambio? So is that like the, the liberal change? Yeah. Cambiano. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. We like that. We like them. I already like them. We, we like them, but not so much. I, I mean, just they, say, they say they are more liberal. They say they are more like forward and progressive, but they're equally like, um, paternalistic and socialist in, yeah. a, in a way to okay. say it. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't take the measures they should have taken. And now, of course, everything is like put back to where it was. So it's not no evolution. So how long has your governor been in power then? Does he keep getting elected? Uh, no, he, he started in December, like the oh, president. Yeah. Okay. They have four year, a four-year ruling um, okay. and, and they cannot be reelected here. So oh, it's just four years, and then they have to go. Yes. So Christina was the prime uh, president. Is it prime minister or is it president? Sorry. President. No, president. She was she the president. president. Well, then sorry, her, was husband, president. her husband was president, right? First. Yeah. They both were presidents at different times. <laughs> I love her. I, mean, no, yeah. I hate her. I hate her, <laughs> but I love her. I, I love yeah. that, the fact that she's so brazen. She's such a brazen, corrupt Hypocrite, a brilliant hypocrite. She's got the balls, doesn't she? I, I mean, it's not like Trump. I don't respect her in any way. I think she's garbage. But and when I say I love her, that just means I love to laugh at her. I don't love this woman. I, I don't. I don't love a woman that's going to treat people like that. No, I'd be so corrupt. She's like she's dangerous. I mean, uh, the the implications of her of her speech of her ideology are dangerous. You well, know? Yeah. You have to look at Venezuela or Cuba, and that's what she wants us to be headed to because they will have absolute control of everything. Yeah. And they, they are uh, aspiring to decimate the, the population as much as they can so that they can control us even deeply, even, even yeah. deeper. You know? who, else, who else does that remind you of? Mr. Sorry? Mr. Trump sounds exactly the same. They're all birds of a feather. They're all garbage. They all deserve to just, I'm not, whatever, go away. Watch out, Kanye West might take him the place. <laughs> no. no, he's only on the ballot for like four places. So if anyone votes for him, they deserve to like not. I want, not. I want him to be the first lady, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like Melania? I don't even love her as a joke. I hate that woman. She's trash. I, I, I pity her in a, in a sense, you know. I pity her. A bit. Yeah, I did until I real until she wore that thing. That's remember she wore that jacket. You don't. I don't really care. Do yeah. You, whatever. And at that point, you're like she's in on it. She's happy with what she's getting. Some people are saying she's a Russian spy now. That but she's from <laughs> Slovenia. Um, so she's not Russian, and some people don't really get that. But as people think that she's a plant by Putin's team to get to have gotten him in. Oh my god. You know, but, you just I mean. Lost. 
She can't do anything. She is stuck. So while I do, I did have some pity at one point. Uh, she's complicit. I, I, I don't like, you know, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. I, I have no feeling. So at, at one point when, when this whole COVID thing started, our president is quite old. I mean, he's, he's a man of age. And everyone said like, oh my God, I wish he got COVID and died of it. And then, like a second later, we thought, no, 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 please don't, because we get, we're getting Christina as a president, you know? Oh, of course. <laughs> That's like, oh. Doesn't that remind you of Bolsonaro? And didn't yeah, he get, did he get it or did his aide get it? That guy is such a piece of garbage. He got it off the wife and died. And I bet he, he still doesn't care. Well, he hates his mother-in-law anyway, don't they all? Yeah. And he is the type. You know, he's the type who would be like my mother-in-law. Eh, they hate women, so he's yeah. probably happy. He's so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, he is he is the mo he is even more trash, I think, than Christina, and that's hard for me to say. But he is disgusting, and I don't know yeah, what's going know, on. You know what? The worst thing that uh, the the leftist in in between brackets, the leftist government here, they th they think that they're working for the people and for the the you know the the left. Uh, less privileged, and they're not. I mean, they're the same because Bolsonaro and Trump, you know, are kind of right-wing uh, yeah. government. Yeah. But Cristina says they are left-wing. No. But they really no. are not. They're the no. same thing. No, yeah. no she's you know? not. I mean, who's right. voting for her? Is she? Is it? Are people voting for her, or is there flagrant corruption? Like it? No, no, no. They, I mean, the election was kind of clean. You know, there's okay, always okay. room for a little. But they won really tight. The election was like 41 against uh, Fernandez yeah. and like 50, it wasn't 51, it was like 50 plus extra votes percent. And so that's, that's how we got in because the wow. difference had to, you know, to go to a, to a ballotage to the second round of election, you have to get over 51% by yourself and a difference of 10% points with the second one, with the runner-up. Okay. So in this case, you were, we were so close to, to uh, you know, narrowing that, that, that 10%, but it was 10%, so uh, that the market that was running for the second time didn't have a chance, but it was like really, really thin. Uh, okay, well, maybe next time you get those young kids to yeah. vote, hopefully. No, now he works for FIFA. Oh, he works FIFA and he's bringing in the big bucks. <laughs> of course, yeah. Now he's getting the green bucks. Oh God. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with with our politics in the next three years before the next presidential election. There's a long way to go. So. Well, you said you moved. Um, did you? Yeah. So it was it before the um. Like, did you just happen no, to move? No, 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 no. It was like. It, it's it's been like uh, it's going to be two years at the end okay, of the year. Okay. We had a family house uh, that you know no one was using really, and we were thinking, what do we do? We sell it, and so we were living in an apartment building. We were renting out an apartment, and it was fantastic. It was gorgeous. It had, uh, had all these amenities and like a swimming pool and everything. And it was uh, in the downtown Mendoza, mm -hmm. so really well located. We loved it. Um, but then this opportunity came along, and we said, okay, you know. Let's give it a shot. We kind of um, spruced up the house, fixed some things that worked too old, etc. And then we moved into the house. 
And I'm so happy because I have a garden now. Yeah. And, and I have a dog and my kids are so happy with it. And they can, you know, play outside. And I, I can have, in this room that I am right now, it's like a study that you can close yourself in, seclude yourself, and you can yeah. work in here. And we have like three bedrooms. It's like really comfortable. Good. So when when the pandemic started, I was like super thankful that I had moved to a house. You know, I wasn't so thankful when I had to clean it. But, no, you know, I, I joined the club. Join the club. Yeah. I, I mean, I get a cleaner because I got four kids in this house, and the house is too big. So I one day though, I like moved all the furniture and cleaned underneath it, and I was like, that was the one time I cleaned in five months because <laughs> I was working. And, you know, we're working full time. We've got kids at home. I don't have time to clean. But Jay moved into a house as well. Thank God. Thank God for my garden as well. Like, I know. I I mean, every time I was going outside during lockdown to my garden, I was honestly saying, thank God. That's a blessing, really. Yeah. Feel the wind in my face and still being inside my house rather than downstairs, the flat garden yeah you know? yeah exactly or, or, you know, they, they lock down here like the the squares with the games for kids mm-hmm. the, the little parks the, the the squares were like, like with the, the security playground. tape and yeah. the playgrounds and you couldn't go in my kids would, would like cry because they love going to those mm-hmm. places you know why cannot we get in into the the, the playground and oh. they couldn't i was so sad yeah, um, so sad i have a question actually so i heard the only background I have on Mendoza is from Jay or from my ex-mother-in-law who was just like she's a horrible person let's not go there yeah she's psychotic and she told me no no, but this one like she was crazy and she raised her son to be even crazier so I mean and this is Jay's cousin we're talking about by the way and she's fine with me talking like this because she hates him too anyway um all what I heard from her is like Mendoza is not I mean in my head, I picture it as kind of South Africa and obviously not as dangerous, but she was telling me there's a lot of gated communities. And if you buy like a new house, then you buy it in like a gated community. So is that the case in Mendoza? I mean, uh, you have a, a lot of a variety of situations. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a lot of, of, of that um, private communities. Is that how you say it? Right. Gated communities? Yeah, gated. Yeah. Yeah. gated yeah, there's a lot of that. But there's a lot also of like uh, open to the street neighborhoods, like the one I'm yeah. living in, yeah. and I'm very happy to live like that because my kids are exposed to like the street and uh, to like uh, knowing how to area. cross the street. Yeah, yeah you're in a nice area. area. Yeah. But well, my question was more around like when you guys were, because you've known each other for so long, uh, and I know that you were with your partners when you met, but still, like when you'd go out partying in the evening. How dangerous was it? And when you it's, were coming it's home, it's really dangerous. It's really dangerous. I mean, okay. it has been. It 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 is right now, and I think it will still be dangerous. You know, uh, can you buy guns when, anywhere? Is it is it like you can no. buy guns? At, no, no. There's just the other like, day, yeah. Just the other okay. day, I was listening to one of the guys that that has like a gun, like the gun shop. That's um, you know, official gun yeah, store yeah, 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 yeah. of Mendoza, and you can go and buy the gun. But you don't get it until you have the permission issued from the government. Okay. And to, for you to get that permission, you have to like get registered into some, you know, database yeah. and they have to do a background check and you have to take a course for using the firearms. So it's really complex and it's really expensive. So you have to pay like, for instance, uh, 
like we were saying, like 20,000 pesos for a gun. 200 pounds. 200. <laughs> okay, got it. You know, we're for making the gun, it up. You know, for, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the thing. But yeah. then the license would be like, uh, you know, double or triple yeah, that amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes a lot of time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I am all against uh, firearms. Yeah. I hate them with all my heart. I have never had a bad experience with them, but I don't want to have it yeah, in my yeah. life. I don't know to go get them. But we, no, there's a lot of uh, black market. There's a lot of black market. Yeah, of course. So, so my question was more like, so imagine you, you two are out, maybe with three other girlfriends. You get, in, you're in like main, the city center of, or downtown of Mendoza. You're at a club. You have fun. You leave at 2 a.m. Or I don't know, you guys probably did it till later. I'm saying you leave at 4 a.m., you get into a taxi. How dangerous is it at that point? <laughs> they say maybe we left, she, she left at 7 a.m. Or yeah, in they Canada, they close, in Canada, they close at 2 o'clock. No, in Canada, they, no, in Canada, it was like 2 o'clock. Okay, guys, get out. Turn the lights on. On, off, on, off. Okay, guys, bye. I love that. I love that about those evolved countries. You know, my brother <laughs> lives in the U.S. He yeah. has lived in the U.S. for years, for like 10 years or so, or more. Yeah. And I've gone partying with him. And they come back, they close the bars and stuff. They close at 2 p.m. And then you go to bed because there's nothing yeah. to do. You exactly. go to bed and like by 9 the next morning, you're up, you're fresh, you can go to work, you know, and nothing's yeah. happened. Exactly. But in Argentina, it's not, it, it was not like that. I mean, right now the, the times have changed a little yeah, bit. But when we yeah, were yeah. both like uh, teens or whatever, or during college, uh, we would go out. I mean, we would get together at a house and start drinking there, you know, start drinking with friends or with our boyfriends or whatever. Um, that was around 11 p.m., you know. We yeah. got together at 11 to start, like, drinking. Yeah, but you guys start everything later, don't you? You guys yeah. have dinner at 11 o'clock at night. Like in Canada, you have dinner at 6 o'clock. It's not, it's not right. I mean, I hate it. I know. Now I know. that I'm I a mom, I, I yeah. like, re I realized how crazy we were. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, at around like one or two in the morning, we were just thinking, where can we go? I would have been where, asleep already. <laughs> it's so hard for me because I fall asleep. I, I've fallen asleep in places you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> oh, God. So well, at around 2, 2 a.m. in the morning, we would say, okay, let's go to whatever, Chakras. Chakras is a place that's about like 40, a 40-minute 40 drive from the city downtown, from city center, to the clubs. There's like four or five clubs on a street. Yeah. So, yeah, someone had to drive. I mean, we've yeah. been drinking from 11 until 2. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know. Wasted. It happens. Wasted. And we're just going to the club. Yeah. Then we have to come back. Then it gets, then it gets harder. That's why I can drink so much. I, 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 I was able to drink before so much. Now I yeah. have only yeah. one glass of gin and tonic and I'm done. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, that comes yeah, with that, age as well, I think. And, and, I and parent, yeah. like motherhood. Uh, yeah. No, it, it definitely you come to your senses at some point, but so we've done some real stuff. Well, I know, like, you know, I don't know who's listening to this and if it's my family or whoever, like, I'm sorry, but I have like gone back home with people that I had no idea who they were. I made it out alive, but I'm lucky I did. First of all, I'm lucky I lived in a relatively safe city and country. Um, 
no guns, obviously, either. Uh, not to say that someone couldn't have just drugged me, you know, and strangled me, but I'm saying um, I never felt any fear. I was, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do, you know, I didn't, I was never a hard drugs user. Like I said, I smoked marijuana a lot. Um, I maybe tried, like, mushrooms once or twice. There was never anything else. I was never, you know, like a hard drug user, which is fine if you are and fine if you're not. But um, I put myself in some really horrible situations. Sometimes I would leave my friends and go back to meet a guy I had met. Do you know what I mean? Where And my friends weren't rude. They would follow me. I'd be like, where are you going? And we'd get into a screaming match in the street, and I'd take off. But, I mean, I'm lucky, but I'm sure... At least I was in a safe place. I'm not saying that you guys live yeah. in a third world country or anything, but no, I'm I mean, just saying. Uh, I could have walked down the everywhere. street. Yeah, but I could have yeah. walked down the street in Vancouver at 3 a.m. potentially, um, and 95% of the time, no one would even talk to me. Or they'd be like, hey, you okay? Or whatever. You'd be like, hey, bye. You know, you're walking by. And, you know, someone would ask you for change, but they're they're not dangerous. So no, I, no, you but, didn't know. I wouldn't leave my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I go with a, stra a stranger somewhere else no freaking way if i'm living with someone it's because i know it um well you don't need to go okay psych drink i never <laughs> i never thought of that I, no i mean oh, because you, you I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i know i'm kidding I don't care if someone did, did judge me. I know you're not, but whatever. I was like 18, and I was going into clubs. You're not supposed to go to till you're 19. I was going to this club with my friend when we were 16, and they were letting us in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the thought of it now, they, they what gross old men letting like these young girls in. But hey, we were happy because we were getting in. But now that I think about it, if my daughter came home and told this club they let me in at 15, I'd be I'd be calling the cops on that place. I, don't I remember care. that. Once I was like 25 or something, and they carded me at the at the entrance of one of these clubs, and I was like, "Thank you, thank you. Here's my, you know, my my ID. You yeah. can see it. I'm like 25. Do it in your face. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I was like, exactly. you know, they they check for your age, but I never went out to this like big people club until I was the legal age because I didn't want to. I was kind of afraid. I didn't have like a trusted group to go with. And the key was always to go to with with a group you trust, and you have to yeah. be like secure your way back home. When we were younger, uh, some of the parents would volunteer and would pick okay. us up one at a time, you know, uh, or we would all stay uh, over to sleep at one of my friends' house, yeah. and then it would yeah, be my yeah, yeah. house, and we all like did that for our own safety because when we were younger, that that was a risk, a real risk. But then when we were just like, like, or dating, you know, or, yeah, or we yeah. were a bit older, uh, or when you have your own car, or your boyfriend has his own car, and you go alone, you know, and um, it's really dangerous because you put yourself in a situation that you really don't have any alternative and you cannot get out of. Yeah. For instance, if, if your uh, boyfriend or friend with, when you were with, uh, gets drunk, like really drunk, and you too, and you have a lot to drink, how are you going to come back? You know? Yeah, and then you, at that point you think oh, I'm just going to get in the car with them because yeah. you're so drunk as well that you think ah, yeah, we're fine. Really you know, you're both out, you're both out of it, um, and it's so dangerous. I've been in cars where people were driving drunk. I've driven drunk literally. I only know two times, and I hate myself for them. You know what I mean? So I I got so I angry at myself. Drunk. So I was 18 years old. I had just finished high school. Mm -hmm. And um, we meet with my with my schoolmates, mm 
and we were going to a friend's house and he said, Oh, I just got my driving license. I'll I'll come and get you and I was like, Yeah, I have somebody to drive me. Okay, well I don't think I I can't remember now if he had something for drink. Maybe he smoked some weed. I can't remember. Like I don't want to yeah. say anything because I don't want to put him in. A, I, I can't remember. Of course, of course. But anyway, he was driving, and then suddenly he said, "Oh, look at this curve! I'm gonna speed and then just turn really quickly." You know, like joking. Oh, I'm like, "Oh, is that yeah. a good idea?" You know, like. But then we were just laughing, you know, and he did it, and he couldn't turn at time, so we end up crashing it, smashing a tree. Oof. So I was I was in the back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Seat belt. Of course not, because you were 18. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too um, strong. The, it was strong, but not too strong. The poli- the ambulance came by. And oh, wow. Like, yeah, one of the guys who was inside the car, he had a, a um, open um, wood, yeah, wood in, the, um, in the forehead and was bleeding and stuff like that. And I had, and I hit my um, legs really bad against the um, yeah of course the seat from the from the passenger in front of me and oh my god i i still have the holes you can touch if I, if you touch my bone you can feel like the the, the oh. little and i got like bruises really bad bruises and you know what and by the time when we did no no none of us said no don't do that yeah of course not slow down so yeah what is yeah. it? What is it with ourselves when we are young and reckless and rebel? because we don't have any there's no reality to it. We don't, we could never picture that happening to us. So when it does, thank God they happen to us in small scale. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, thank like God a wake you, up call. Yeah, you weren't hurt. And maybe you've done it again since when you were young as well, kind of getting into someone's car. Never or maybe, yeah, well, you did. But it, sometimes, first of all, you learn that one time, or secondly, it takes you a couple of times to learn. And we are so lucky that we didn't die in the process. Other people have. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I, mean, I have a friend who died. So he went out on a party and he was drinking and then he was coming back home. He fell asleep while he was driving. Oh, he didn't God. have the seat belt on. Yeah. He crashed the car in the uh, Corredor del Oeste. It was like a motorway. Mm-hmm. So he crashed his car and he came out of the, um, oh. of the window. And you'd think that, that would kind of shock someone into it as well. Like my friend died. So maybe I won't do that too. I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Someone shouldn't have yeah. to die in order for us to know, you know, yeah. what to do. But you're young. You don't care. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what was taxis like? Could you just go outside and be like, taxi? Like, did you have yellow cabs? Yeah. Like, I think I think there were a couple of taxis back then. But I have to, like, make a separation between, like, um, a few years ago and when we were younger. Like, okay. when we were teens, the reality was totally different. There were no cell phones. Yes. There were no pay phones anywhere near the clubs. There were no pay phones at the clubs. So that, that it, I think that was the, the danger. Because was that you can't. I don't know. I mean, I think no one thought about it. Yeah, or, yeah, or no yeah, one yeah, like yeah. bothered to, to, to provide for that, you know. But you could call a cab from your house and say, you know, pick me up and take me to that place. But then you couldn't tell them, like, pick me up at 5 a.m. from the club because that, that was not a thing. Yeah. Right now, you you have Uber, you have like yeah. a lot of uh, driving services. You have I I you know my husband once met a, a girl that had like a car service. She was an Uber driver, or or a cabify. I don't remember which of the companies, but she um she had also like a, a side business when she drove her car the, on the weekends to carry girls to you know to to take oh, girls. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, and she she was like I I know I make them feel safe. They don't have to be afraid of me. 
and they can pre-schedule our rides. So I thought that was super, you know. That is great. I think that's amazing. Yeah, she was well ahead in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, ahead of I mean, time. I hope I'd she happen. made a lot of money. I hope she made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, like I you go, so girl. Close. Never but, looking into the opportunity. What's damn it! Point? If I have to say something to my reckless Georgelina from yeah, Yale, what would you say? I'll say, fucker, start looking for opportunities and put your own business. And um, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Stop Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Come up now! I'd be like, come up with a social media page called Facebook and start it, and you'll be a billionaire. And you can kick your friends out—the ones who made you, the ones who helped you make it. You can just kick them out, and you yes. make all the money. Daniela, wait—are you gonna kick me out after the podcast? Well, call me Mark. That's my new name, Mark. Mark. Call me Mark Suckleberg. <laughs> No, I won't. Of course, I won't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. So I think I think we were just lucky in what we did and that. But um, like speaking of adventures, um, do you want to tell us about what your husband's working on? So Jorge, uh, Jay discussed it last week a bit, and I tried to send people to his um, Instagram because I saw the video on there. It was like a teaser trailer. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. And right away I was like, alive, the Andes, obviously, because I'm obsessed with that film and the book. If, if you guys haven't read the book alive, it's no. – I read it. I cried. I cried. I cried. And I cried. It was just I like really sitting there funny. like, oh. yeah, that's fine. Isn't the writer – no, the writer was English, but they translate it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, for some reason, his name starts with a P. All I can see is like I had like the 70s version from like a church book fair or something. So. It's called Viven. Even, yeah, the writer was like Piers Paul something or something like that. If you can look it up, Jay, thanks. But um, yeah, and then one of the kids had to do a uh, last year they had to do a project on like a big mountain in one of the mountain ranges that they had they they'd learned about, and so I got him to do Aconcagua, and then obviously we threw a little bit of alive in there. Piers Paul oh. Reed. I knew it. I knew there was a P, and I knew his name was Piers. Yeah, you Thank have you. two P's and one R. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I haven't read that for years, but it was really good. I remember crying. Um, but yeah, why don't you tell us a bit about land? Uh, yes, why don't you tell us land about it? Land Aconcagua. Uh, it's a documentary that's uh, brewing right now. Um, Martin, who is my husband, um, you can go visit him at Martin Orozco in all his social media. Um, he's working really, really hard on this beautiful project. He's uh, going to aspire to go to the summit of Aconcagua with a group of friends and creatives and trainers and mountaineering specialists who will be joining them in the climb, you know, whenever, when these uh, restrictions end, I'm sure they will end by the end of the year so they can do the, the you know, the journey uh, in January of 2021. But the idea, more than the journey itself, is to show, um, like, fun facts and technical facts and, like, doc have doctors speak about what happens to your body, what happens to your brain, some facts and statistics and experiences of uh, climbers that have reached the summit, climbers who have not reached the summit, uh, why haven't they been able to reach it, uh, why can people who have had, like, very little training succeed in reaching the summit of Aconcagua 
and why like sports people don't get to the top. You know, there's uh, a lot of mysticism surrounding Aconcagua. It's uh, like a huge icon in the big mountain ranges. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the most popular worldwide. And we have it right here on our backyard. I know. I know. So uh, it's a majestic thing that we can go and, and like watch it uh, in a two-hour car ride. And so, yeah. well, he wants to climb it and he wants to document everything. And he wants to do a full-on documentary film. And uh, during this time, we are, like, uh, assembling the project and doing the project and uh, looking for grants and for funding. So if anyone out there <laughs> knows of anything or anyone that works for, like, distribution companies or, uh, like, these on-demand platforms, I don't want yeah. to name anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I've been like doing my own searches, uh, because I work on grant proposals too, on, you know, on my other works. Um, yeah, yeah. So I found a lot of stuff that's going on, but well, here in Argentina, it's very difficult to fund, uh, to fund these creative projects. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a, everything is so like to the urgency and to the, like, the most important things like food and water and sanitation. So the funding for creative industries is very, very low. Um, and there's so much creativity in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. You can see that in movies, for example, in Disney movies and stuff like that, you can see that there's at least one Argentinian. Then you have Santolaya making music. So you can see that there are talent. Argentinian you got Charlie. Talent Charlie. What's the name? What's Charlie his name? Garcia. Charlie Garcia. <laughs> if I do say. Yeah, but he's uh, yeah. outside South America. So anyway, oh, that's Campanella. Okay. Campanella too. Campanella. Really yeah. Santolaya, so there are a lot of um, Argentinian um, creatives, create, yeah. yes, create, because yes, they're artists, but at the same time, they're creating content, and and they're outside, and they're making it outside, because the freaking country is not helping them to no, achieve no. what they're no. achieving outside, and that's what's happening now, at the moment, there's so many people leaving the country, young yeah. minds leaving the country, because it's unsustainable. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's impossible. It's, you know, every day we wake up and we say to ourselves, why is it so hard? Because we are hardworking people. We, I have like a master's degree. I graduated top of my class and I struggle. You know, I have a great job, which I love. I have some problems in my job. That's okay. But you yeah. know, I love it. I love what I do. I've always done what I love doing. And my husband also, I mean, he's autonomous. He works for yeah. himself and by himself. He has to assemble a team. But, you know, his funding is his own. Mm -hmm. So if he doesn't, like, make money with something else, he cannot fund any no. projects. No. And he's found a way to, like, get sponsors and yep. get companies to fund him and to do uh, collaborative enter enterprises. So that's finding, like, new ways to always do the stuff you want to do. But it's not easy. I mean, like every two months or every two weeks, he we will sit down and he would say, "I'm exhausted." You know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to struggle anymore because I, it, not because he's my husband, but he's one of the best photographers in all Latin America. He's amazing. He has a, an amazing eye, an amazing technique. Um, he's like on top of everything. He's at the at the avant-garde of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, new tendencies. He goes on like uh, he reads the the latest content, the latest podcast, the latest videos. He's always up up to date, 
And, you know, that's a shame because he gets discouraged from not being able to do what he loves to do. And, you know, that's that's why um, he's trying to project this project about land uh, outside, you know, because maybe people outside will see the appeal, will see the business angle of it because it, it will have a business angle. I think this this documentary will talk to many people, whether you like the mountains, whether you have been to the mountain or not. Mm-hmm. Or whether you like live near a, a range, or you live near the sea and you have no idea, I yeah. think it will appeal to many audiences. And to bring that content will do great, also to to raise awareness on a lot of subjects, you know, on the economy, on the environment, um, on on the the sports uh, factor of it, of the sports value of health, of self care, you know, uh, a lot of topics that can be raised through this documentary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what, okay. what I like about the idea is that somebody who is a photographer is challenging himself to go above and beyond your body limitations because climbing, my friends, is not that easy. I want to see you all uh, that was my from not high. Yeah, high that was actually my question. So recently I've been reading about, like, Everest, and I, obviously I don't want to, like, you know, scare you or put doubt in your mind, but people die, like thousands of people die on Everest. And I don't know what the difference in height is. I don't know how, what, I don't know the differences between the two mountains. But um, are you not worried for your husband? Obviously you are, but how do you feel about it? Are you fully supportive knowing that, but again, maybe do you know the risks associated with Aconcagua? Is it as much as Everest or not? I mean, uh, of course I'm scared. I'm scared every time he goes out to train and he goes out for the entire day. And if it's like 7 p.m. and he's not back, oh, and yeah. he's not picking up the phone, I start freaking out. But, you know, I trust him and I trust the guides he's working with okay. um, that they will not exceed their limits. Now, they will reach their limits, but not exceed them. Yeah. And they're learning and they, they're testing out this, uh, what Jorgelina said, uh, those limits and, you know, yes. when to stop because you, you need to come back down, you know, you, you don't exactly. have to reach the summit. You also need to come back home. So, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, I worry, but uh, in this part of the training and of the movie making, um, I'm not too worried because he's, he's still yeah. not going up Aconcagua. Um, yeah, I know there's risks, of course. Um, I think that they will try to minimize them as much as they can. Um, but also, I think the beauty is in showing them, in showing the risks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. portraying them and in saying, you know, we are athletic young men who have gone up, up a mountain and who encountered these and these and these challenges. And some we could overcome and some we could not. Yeah. And uh, yes, that, no, I mean, on Sunday we were talking about this and the, the, the statistic of the, you know, the summits. Yeah, who the yeah. ones who reach the summit or those who not, it, it's like four in ten will okay. reach the summit. Fair enough. Yeah. For instance, in one group they can all reach the summit, but in another group, like maybe no. half of the group yeah. will not yeah. go up. So that's around the number. Um, How you know? What, what's your husband I, I like? What's he like? If he weren't to reach the summit, would he be fine with that? Because he got the entire journey on video and, and he's able to present that? Or would he, is he the type who's stubborn and he'd want to try and try and try until he got to the top? What do you think? Do you know? I think that on his first try, he mm-hmm. would like 
listen to himself and listen to his advisors and yeah. go like, yeah. okay, we cannot, if we cannot go, we will not go, but he would definitely go back again. Yeah. On yeah. the next season or in the next month. Yeah. Because he's not the type to like settle for he he's Yeah, the type of course. He's living, obviously. If he's one of the best, if he's the best or one of the best photographers in uh, South America or the Americas, uh, he's obviously driven and he wants, he strives to perfection. So good for him. Because yeah. he'd never yeah. get that, he'd never get that high or that, not high as in on the mountain, but I mean status wise, if he wasn't that way, if he wasn't as driven. Oh, no, of course, of course. Yeah, so. He, he like pushes himself every so day. Admirable. He never think he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you on his behalf. <laughs> well, he sounds it. I don't know. I could meet him and be like, what a jerk. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> no, kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't worry. Oh, man. But, um, well, how are you supporting him? So what are you doing on this project? Are you working on it or are you just leaving him to it? No, no. I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing all the translations. Hey, I sent it to them. He didn't send it to you? No, I'm gonna kill. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Keep keep talking yeah, how well, you support him. It's been sent like two weeks ago, so yeah. it's not on me. <laughs> no, what? Well, aside from from translating all the materials into English, um, I will. I'm helping him with the grants, with the proposal mm-hmm. writing, um, with the overviews because it's very difficult to convey the essence of this project and of the film in few words, you know, in a material that you can, like, show sponsors worldwide or show, like, like uh, venture capitalists or, or whatever. Um, you have to have, like, several sets of information. So tomorrow we will start, uh, we'll organize all the materials that we have assembled and we will, like, set a schedule and stuff. That's what, what I will be doing for, for land. And, I mean... Let's not forget that you're probably supporting him as in taking the taking on a bit more child care while he goes out and trains. And that's a huge support on for him, I assume. I mean, you're a mother yeah. and they're your kids anyway. But at the same time, um, I assume no, that your support that goes beyond. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the, good on you. the schedule, the schedule yeah. of doing a documentary is terrible. I mean, Thanks. Yeah. How do you cope with being with your kids alone then? Because I am driving, I'm going crazy. You've seen Serafina coming up already three times. I went to give her one orange, then turn on PJ Mask again. Then she needed to Go put frozen on. Go her put, bum bum because she put frozen on. in the living room. <gasps> frozen, Even, put frozen on. Don't know. She's very little. She's little. I yes, know. Uh, I mean, she's at a rage that they are really, really demanding. So how do I cope? I have good days and I have bad days. You know, um, I have stopped feeling guilty about yeah. the bad days. Um, at the beginning of, of the lockdown, I was like, uh, you know, like a sergeant, like a military sergeant. And I got up at six. I did my yoga. I worked. Uh, when the kids started go, uh, getting up, I would go up their bedrooms. They would make their beds. They would get dressed, brush their teeth. We were ready by 10.30. Then they would log on to their lessons online. The lesson would stop. We would do the homework. Then we would have lunch. It was like the whole schedule all day. It was 7 p.m. and I was like drowning, you know. I was exhausted. I couldn't keep it up for more than like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were working out. I, I was working out in the morning. I was working out with my husband at noon. 
when we went like doing some functional training and stuff because he was training for Aconcagua. He couldn't even go out for a run at the beginning. So we would train then. Our, our kids are training rugby. They were also training oh, okay. online. So I would do the rugby training with the kids. Uh, uh, so it was kind uh, of exhausting. So then I relaxed myself and I said, okay, you know, something we're going to achieve, something we're not going to achieve. I started setting out some time for myself. Uh, I, I forgave myself for letting them use their devices or watch more TV than usual. Um, you know, if I have to like read a book or go on and watch my end with a knee or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do it. You know, I take like 40 minutes for myself. Uh, I take a cup of tea or coffee and watch my TV show and w- without feeling guilty. Um, some days, as I tell you, are worse than others because kids are people. They're not just objects that you move around or that react towards something you do. Sometimes they, they wake up in a better mood than others. Sometimes uh, they want to do their homework and they have fun and you laugh and, and everything's like a fairy tale. And some other days I find myself yelling at them. The as if they were, you know, I, I know if I, if I were a witch, I don't know yeah, what. I know. Uh, and, and I cannot get anything done. So, you know, those days it's when I said, OK, my priority will be like mental sanity and to like keep from hurting them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Mommy needs to be fine before she can be okay with exactly, you. So exactly. Exactly. One second. Get some. Get some mom time. So get some hard. me time. I know. And you know, people. It's so easy for people to say, just take some time out for yourself. It's like when. Yeah. You can when. tell me this, even when I'm working out or even when I'm going to the shops by myself. I'm still thinking when I get back, I have to do this, 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 this. Yeah. I, I can't forget this and this and this. So anyone who wants to tell me, take some time out, do 10 minutes of, of meditation. During yeah, that meditation, I'll be thinking about something else. There's, I, I yeah. cannot stop. And I, I mean, we're, our kids are going back to school. So one went back today for me. Tomorrow, another is. Next week, they are. Uh, it's been six months that I've had four kids at home with me, and I am at the breaking point. And it's been three years for me. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And you know, three to four-year-olds—they're adorable and they're so cute, but they are the most annoying things I've ever heard or seen in my life. I want food. I'm hungry. Daniel, I'm tired. I'm tired of my name. Like I said to her, I am not Mama. I am Georgie. Call me Georgie. Call me Madam. Call me that. <laughs> I said to you this morning, I need a maid. <laughs> you know, one time, one day that Marty had been out the whole day and I had been with the kids and I'm kind of used to them going, mommy, 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 all the time. So I kind of, kind of mute them out, you know? Yeah. I don't mind it. It comes to the point that I don't mind it. But they went out with their dad to like stroll around through the neighborhood like for an hour. They went out so I could work and stuff. And they came back and they were like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And she said, guys, stop <laughs> saying mommy. You know, they had gotten hip sick of them calling me. So, yeah, you have to like build up some scheme in your head to like yeah. not, you know, meltdown. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're lucky we have. And you know what? There are some people who can't stand it and they need, they went and gotten help and like good on them. And it's pro, I probably could have used some help as well. But to be honest, what, even if I was on the brink of a breakdown here in the UK three months ago, I couldn't even go to my doctor's office. I couldn't go to the hospital. I couldn't go here. There was no respite. So I'm lucky we, I'm lucky I got through it. We all seem to have 
been getting through it fine and we're lucky but if anyone's out there who's like out of it and that cannot deal like I tell people on the phone and this is like trigger warning but it's a joke I'll be like I am ready to run out into oncoming traffic I am ready to run out onto the motorway right now and like sometimes I'm like I'm gonna walk out of this house and never come back in not kill myself I'm literally gonna walk out and keep walking and I'm never gonna come back I've never gotten to that but there were times where I was quite close to just walking the hell out. But we would, joke, we would joke that we would go on the public transportation and start like licking the bars and the handles to get COVID because they really isolate you. Yeah, so just to get a like, break. Just yeah, to you know, get that break. Two weeks alone on a I hospital know. room. That was like a spot. You. I know. Heaven for me. That sounds oh, like heaven for me. Having COVID at this at lockdown and going into two weeks isolation. How sad is that? <laughs> but whatever that's our life um, you know what um, Mumi I have one last question for you and it's you know it's up to you on uh, if you how you want to answer but I mean um, what we wanted to know is so Jay and I we see so Jay I'm assuming you follow news from Argentina as well yeah yeah so I follow Canadian and uh, British news things on Twitter and on Facebook and stuff and uh, you know there will be a lot of stuff about we're just going to go there Trump how are they reporting Trump in a conservative, oh, sorry, liberal, um, but really conservative country Hopefully. like Argentina? How are they reporting him in your uh, media? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you have both, you know, you have a left wing and a right wing media. Uh, you have pro-government, whatever, like pro non-pro-government. But how are things being reported? Are they being reported in in if actually, or is there a lot of like fawning over Trump there? I mean, there's a lot of uh, opinions about Trump here. There's a lot of people who like oppose him and in the media too. Uh, but I, I don't really know. I don't really think that they actually know what they're talking about. It's like, uh, of course, when, when the elections were in the US, I didn't want Trump to win. But you know, now he's not my, my government. Exactly. So, there's a lot of things that I will never understand. I will never share with him or his opinions or his um, policies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the U.S. has had a record in employment. His, their economy is, is like flourishing. They have a lot of issues. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, no, of but course. Of course. The news here, the news coverage, it's like really biased. And I mean, it's, it's really not based in facts. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's like pure ideology. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Since yeah, since Trump is like right wing for for these people, you know, and our government is populist or left wing, yeah. everything yes. is left. Uh, everything, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, everything Trump does, it's you know, it's bad, and we cannot have relations with the U.S. and we cannot really? have like a court. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's like really narrow minded, but I think our government has had some conversations maturely. Uh, with the U.S. and I think that whoever is ruling the U.S., uh, I would, you know, I would always prefer the the Democrats because they stand in some issues in the same way that I would stand for. Yeah. But I mean, the candidates lately have not been showing like, um, you know, the, the attitude that, that yeah, that they, we would yeah, like yeah. them to show. Mm-hmm. And I'm not uh, for nor against Trump. You know, he's not my yeah. president. I, I didn't exactly. vote for him, yeah, nor exactly. I did not vote for him. So it's it's like tricky. My brother who lives there, oh, um, when he, yeah, when he when he won the election, 
he was devastated. Him and yeah. his wife were like devastated, but he said, you know what? Nothing's going to happen because he will change a few things around and, you know, but the core will remain the same. He hasn't gone to war, you know, um, the, the economy is great with, with COVID. They attacked him like, you know, yeah, like he yeah, was yeah, the yeah, devil. Yeah. But in the end, uh, his policy was not so bad at all. I mean, he, he, for example, I, I understand that they didn't have like mandatory lockdowns, that no, there was like a no. suggestion. Yeah. So that, for example, did not kill the economy like it's doing in Argentina. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the restrictions come and go. And every two weeks you have like a revision and you say, you're taking us for stupids, you know, because uh, I know that in two weeks, nothing's going to change. You know, it's not like everything's going to end in two weeks. Why yeah. don't you tell me like, Buckle down because this is going for like five months or so, and then we can yeah. go out. No, they're like teasing us like we were little kids. It's been the same here. So we had a outbreak in Greater Manchester where I live, and so we were put back onto lockdown three, four weeks ago, and now the Manchester lockdown's been lift, but lifted, but three boroughs in the area are back on a lockdown because their numbers are going up, and it's just like you're right, either. Take us off the lockdown, everyone, and see what happens. Because people at the beginning were terrified and they were happy to be put on lockdown, weren't they? At this point now, people have lost so much money. Um, they're sick of being in their houses. You know, people are getting abused, women, children. Yes, men get abused as well, but I think the majority are women getting abused uh, and yeah. children. Children aren't eating because their parents don't have money. So I think at this point, people are really tired of it and they're willing to take their chances with COVID, which is terrifying but understandable at the same time. And I think it's happening worldwide. I just, um, I'm, I'm a pro-masker. We're, you know, Jay and I are pro-maskers here and we, we, uh, we understand the science and we believe it works. So that's my only thing. I just wish, I know you need to get out of your house. I know you're sick of it. You need to get back to work, but just throw a mask on. It's not so hard, so much to ask, you know? Um, and it is, and you, I can say all I want. Oh, it's to protect, you know, an old grandma down the street, but it's to protect yourself as well. Like for me, uh, I've been, I've been a smoker on and off for almost my whole life. I, I know my lungs wouldn't handle it. I'd be on a ventilator, you know, within a day. So I'm protecting myself, my kids and my family from not getting it because I don't want it. And that's what I tell people. I don't want it. That's why I wear a mask. And exactly. if that, you know, and I'm, yeah, I might be being selfish because I'm protecting myself, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm being virtuous because I'm helping other people. So, yeah, I understand. My, like, my sister hasn't been able to work for months and months because they own a limo company, her and her husband, and uh, they can't take anyone out. So, I'm assuming that she's really upset and jaded and, and, you know, people like that who haven't been able to get make any income, who are blowing through their savings. That's my issue as well. People have been saving up for years for something in particular. They've had to use it all. <clears throat> yeah, they're angry. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. terrible. They're just angry, yeah. But um, but yeah. Um, so I think we'll wrap it up now. So we wanted to thank you. Go ahead, Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you. It's fine. Do I think I have something thing. in my throat, so <clears throat> talking. Okay, that's fine <laughs> with me. You know, I love it. Um. <laughs> So where can we find you then? Mumu? Where can uh, we can, can we find you on Instagram? Can we find you on like what are your um, handles? Um, on uh, on Instagram, let me see. I, I forget. You know, Mumilin, Mumilin, M U M I L I N, Mumilin. Yeah, it's a calling. 
Uh, on Twitter, I'm Mumi Duarte. Um, I'm starting to be, yeah, I'm starting to be more active on Twitter because it's so fun and I love it. Yes. And, you uh, can join Daniela. Okay. <laughs> cool. And um, uh, we've got, go ahead, sorry, anywhere else? No, that's in Facebook too, but you know, no, yeah, I'm not, yeah, no, that's not on Facebook too much. <laughs> um, For and, people. Uh, we've got, um, <laughs> if anyone wants to see land, that's on um, yeah on Mar- Martin's uh, social media Martin Orozco with a Z Orozco yep. um yep. on his Instagram mainly he posts he posts a lot there and his YouTube channel will have a lot of material there okay um, we, okay okay I'm sure and I think they can find that from his Instagram um yeah there's a link to his YouTube channel so that's great so obviously I've been looking at it I'm not you know I'm not stalking your husband I'm just I was just looking at it. <laughs> But I just want to let everybody know. You know what I love about um, Martin's social media? That people write a lot of stuff and then mummies also. Or are you there too? I each one of the posts and I'm like, there you go. That's the girl who is uh, marking her territory. Yeah, of course. I'm peeing all over the place. Yes, good job. job. Oh, God. Just wear a mask. But... uh, But yeah, so okay, so we can find you on Instagram, on Twitter. We'll put that on our show notes, and we'll put Martine's Instagram up again. I just want to let everyone know, um, you know, we're talking about this trailer. I don't know if it's called a teaser or a trailer. I'll call it a teaser trailer. Uh, and we say, you know, go watch it, go watch it. It is gorgeous. The the film, it's you know, obviously filming by drone, and it's film uh, handheld, obviously, but it's. It's something you'd see in like a Hollywood film, isn't it? It's it, the it, landscape. It's because it, of the landscape. Mendoza beautiful. I mean, the Andes. It's the Andes as well, isn't it? It's I mean, the like, yes. don't get me wrong. I was raised around the Rockies. I I know mountains, and normally I'm like, oh, another mountain. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. that is just, it's beautiful, it and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if anyone has any contacts, that's great. I have an ask from Jay for where I work to get some information, so I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I work for Big Pharma, everybody. Uh-oh. I'm going to try um, to get the, the, the Andes. How do you call first aid um, box? Well, I'll see. I'll, I'll get you some cl- – I'll see if I can get you a contact where I work and, yeah, uh, and I'll, I'll media or something. Info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so – we're all we're, we're all on your side. We're trying to get this out because I want to see more. After seeing what I saw on Instagram, I want to see this whole thing. Great, guys. That's what we we're hoping for. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. So kudos to yourself Thanks. and your husband. Thank you, um, Thank you so much. And to our listeners, you know, you can find us on our social media plat- platforms as well. We are on okay, sorry, bad at Instagram. We are at oh sorry, bad on Twitter, and then our website. Okay, sorry, but dot com and well, you can access all the platforms from there and now YouTube. Yes, so we are currently filming this Woo-hoo! as well as we are getting voice and picture. Uh, we are back to Skype, so thanks Zoom for coming in. That was great, but Skype, oldie but goodie. I've been using Skype for years, sorry. and you know what? We're moving back to Skype. Yes. Bye, Zoom. Good. Bye, Felicia. It exactly. Maybe it was Zoom rather than Virgin. Sorry, Richard. Yeah, so, no, um, oh, we're so fake. <laughs> sorry, that's so brilliant. So phony. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I heard that about Richard. I heard that. <laughs> well, I want him to sue me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these letters to come in the mail to say, you know, <laughs> cease and desist. Um, at least I'd get some, you know, something fun to do while at home. Yes. To read a so letter. go watch us on our YouTube. Because well, I'm, I'm going to upload this tomorrow. I'm, I think I'm going to upload this tomorrow on YouTube. Um, I'm going to get the, the episode out tonight. We're going to, you can listen to us on our website. Okay. Sorry about dot com. You can listen to us on Spotify and on Apple. A podcast. Podcasts, yeah. Where my podcast listening device of choice, or not device, but area of choice is Apple. Um, Jay was trying to sell me a Spotify premium. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I have Amazon. I already have a Amazon Music, and I've got, uh, I listen on my. On, you have so many subscriptions. Oh, We've been oh. there before. Yeah, exactly. I need to, I'm going to cut some off. Uh, bad news. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to cut off my beauty box and stuff like that because I'm just not. Yeah, but that's okay. I don't. I, I have so much stuff just sitting here that I need to use anyway. So, yeah. So I'd like to thank you again, Mumi, for coming. I, I keep saying it, and I, I think I'm saying it wrong, so that's why I don't say it very often. So thank you for joining us. And uh, it's been my pleasure. Send, send some traffic your way. Um, cool. It was lovely to have you on. Lovely to meet you. Um, you good luck to Martine and yourself. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. And hope we will talk again soon. Another podcast soon. We yeah, you're welcome back all... anytime. You pass the test. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would really like it. I do. I've also, I've also told Jay, you know, in the future, film your own. Film one in Spanish. Um, you know what I mean? Have have an entire episode in Spanish so that you know our Spanish listeners can feel a bit more included. Inclusive. We can be inclusive and we can make people feel comfortable. Um, so I mean, if that's something you guys wanted to do, and I would like to say that I don't I remember wanted... many words in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> remember where I told you I went in Honduras? That's where I learned Spanish. So if you think that I could sit and talk to someone with a master's degree, they'd be like. Where is this chick coming from? I'm like, look, I learned it in a pueblo in a third world country. <laughs> in Honduras. I'm oh, sorry. I say like, yeah, ooh, you know, what are stupid words? But um, feel free to do that. You're welcome back on any time. I use a lot of slang, right? Um, but yeah, you're welcome back on any time, and uh, we're happy to have you. It's okay. Little kids, little kids are welcome on our on our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, thanks for that. Yay! Thank you, guys. It was great. I had a blast. Oh, good. I'm glad. So we'll see you on next episode. We'll see you next week. Episode. Bye. Hey, bye. This is episode six. We will see you next week for seven. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Beep.